Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all alone, but feeling good and feeling strong, knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself, I'm driving. Hey now all, I'm Joey C. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Sherpa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me, as always, is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Joey. How's it going? It's going well. It sounds a little echoey where you are. It does. Yeah. Are you in a less echoey space or a more echoey space than usual? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I am in a completely empty, in the middle of move giant room and i'm See? on my headphones so <laughs> <laughs> no but it's just you know you, you don't sound your normal you know spoofy cool happy go lucky self right you know <laughs> which would be explained by the fact that you're moving yeah so you know what's going on well we're getting the house ready to go on the market and we're uh getting everything to go and ready to go. And my, my poor puppy had a couple of teeth out today. Oh no. Yeah. So oh, he, that's the saddest. Yeah. He can't he, even he, explain to them. Right. And he, he's pretty um, upset with me. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't, he refused to get out of the car <laughs> oh, to come back into the <laughs> to house. Come home. Yeah. Oh, my, no. my husband had to actually pick him up and bring him out of the car. And he jumped back in even after he got him out the first time, I was like, no, 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 grab him and I'm going to close the door <laughs> because he keeps trying to jump back in the car because it doesn't trust mommy where mommy takes him. <laughs> Probably thinks he's going back to another place that's going to tear something else off, else off of him. Very sad. So, you know, and he's and he's he was still really under anesthetic. So poor thing was like walking like a drunken fool. It was really <laughs> amusing and sad at the same time. Oh, so. that's crazy. Yeah. Oh, he's, poor he's, uh, he's hurting. So, but he'll feel better in the long run because his teeth were cracked. So, 
Yeah. Oh, oh no. Oh man. He's had a, you know, this is, this has been a bad mercury retrograde crack teeth system communication issues. It's all kinds of technical problems, everything. People aren't recognizing the levels of stress that are happening right now. Um, a friend of mine has a friend who's a dentist and her, her friend has been telling her that the, the, biggest business they've got right now is cracked teeth because people are grinding because of the stress. And so that's the thing they're seeing the most of. And so, yes, there is a lot of stress, which is why we did last week's episode on stress reduction with the sound healing. And I got so many comments from people on that. So if you did not listen to that episode, you should go back and listen to it because based on the comments I've gotten, people are like, yeah, that freaking rocked. Right. So And I I just want to say this about the sound healings too. When you listen to a sound healing, it's not a one and done experience. There's, there are layers and levels to this work. And so whether you're listening to the, the clearing grief one, which is super relevant for this, this time. um, And that's back in the seventies, episode 70 something. Um, whether you're listening to that one or whether you're listening to the the stress reduction one from last week, two weeks ago, my bad, whether you're listening to the one from two weeks ago, I mean, we do this in advance, so I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but um, regardless of which one you're listening to, you can listen to them over and over again. And each time you'll get a deeper level of the healing done. So, you know, just come back to it and and try it again, right? Because it's not a singular effect, it's a cumulative effect. Okay. So yeah, so if if it got you like half the way there, listen again. It'll get you the other half the way there, you know? Or even good. a quarter more. It it all depends on how how it's gonna work for you that day. Or it might just blow you over the top. <laughs> Are we still talking about sound healings? <laughs> I waited till he took a sip too. I was hoping he was going to spit take. <laughs> oh, nice. Anyway, today we're not talking about spit takes, but we no. are talking about we're back in the chakra series again. We are. Yes. Um, so the last time we did chakra seven, which was our crown, where are we now? We're at chakra six. Go figure. Right. So uh, the, the sixth chakra is also known as your third eye. And so when people talk about the third eye, that's what they're talking about. It's that spot right over the center of your eyes in the middle of your forehead there. Right. And it is so each of the chakras has a color associated with it. I don't remember if we talked about that on number seven or not. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't I don't think we did. But the seventh chakra, since we didn't talk about it, is violet or white, depending on who you ask. Uh, the sixth chakra is indigo. Okay. And the sixth chakra is really very interesting because it is the seat of our intuition. And so, you know, people will ask me questions. They'll say, okay, so if I want to talk to my spirit guides, am I using my third eye? And, and the answer is no, you're using your seventh chakra to talk to your spirit guides. However, if you're using your intuition, you're using your third eye. Okay. And so people are like, well, what's the, what's the difference? Well, it's, it, there is a difference, 
One is talking to somebody else and the other one is accessing the Akashic records, right? So that's, that's if you're using the transmitter side. So there are two sides to the third eye. There is a transmitter and the receiver, okay? The transmitter side is when we send out an intention and we say, I want to know this, or we ask a question. I wonder about that, right? We intuitively, instinctually send out a request to the Akashic records. The Akashic records are everything that ever has, ever will, or ever could happen, right? And we did talk about the Akashic record in uh, a previous episode as well. Yeah, but don't ask me which one, because it's been a while. (laughs) It was a while ago. Go find it. Do a search. But, um, But the Akashic records are the central point. They're the zero point field in, in physics, right? So it's the, the, the point of potentiality, right? And they have all the answers to everything that's ever been or could be, right? So any answer you want is in the Akashic records. Think of it like, you know, a massive database, right? When you send out a request, you are sending out a request to the Akashic records and you're looking it up and you're pulling it back, right? Now, on the receiver side, there is uh, what you're what you're getting on the receiver side is not akashic record information. What you're getting is uh, your morphic field information, your energetic field information. And so it is literally anything that's in contact with your energetic field. So it's the things that are available in the space that's around you. So yesterday, I had been thinking for like a week about one of my former clients and I reached out yesterday and I poked her on, on messenger. And I said, Hey, how you doing? I haven't heard from you in forever. What's going on? And she responded back going, Oh my God, I have been thinking about you. you I was just talking about you today. How are you? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> That's, that's what the receiver side is about is, you know, which one of us thought of the other first? Who knows, right? But one of us thought of the other, the other thought of them back, and now we're pinging back and forth in our intuition going, oh, I got to talk to this person, right? And so when you are open to receiving on your receiver, then this is the sort of thing that comes through. You think of somebody you haven't talked to in ages and they call you, right? You... Uh, start to walk out the door and you get a little hit that you should take an umbrella and you grab it and it was raining later. You know, the, my favorite story is I was in Starbucks and eating my oatmeal and I didn't want to eat my, I didn't want the brown sugar. And I went to throw it away and I said, no, keep it. I'm like, no, I'm going to need this. And I was like, okay. And I put it in my pocket and I got on the plane and, and these people from Brazil were on the plane with me and they asked for brown sugar in their coffee. And they said, we don't have any. I said, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Like little things like bring the brown sugar, right? (laughs) So these are the sorts of things that show up if your your receiver is open to receive. So the difference there is whether you're intentionally reaching out to try to feel something or you're just getting that unintentional hit that's sort of saying, uh, uh, by the way. So let me, I want to tell you how that could be challenged, right? So um, your your transmitter can be challenged in the fact that if you are feeling like you don't necessarily want to know the answer, 
you know, if you're afraid to know the answer, a lot of people who are brand new to doing intuitive work, the the big thing that they, they say is, I don't want to know if somebody's going to die, right? They're afraid to know. And so if you're afraid of the answers that you might get, then you will shut down your ability to receive the answers. Okay. If you are afraid of your own power, which is another piece that exists within this chakra is your, your fear of your own power. For some reason, it shows up here instead of in your power center. Okay. If you're afraid of your own power, you will shut down your receivers. You know, you'll, you'll shut down the, the transmitter's ability to receive and you'll set, shut down your basic receiver, right? If you're feeling overwhelmed by life in general and you are just like on empty and you just can't take any more, you'll shut down your receivers. Right? So as we've been talking about the last couple of weeks, this sort of shutdown receiver mode may be affecting a lot of the people out there. So um, if you were killed for your gifts in a past life, you may not be, uh, you may not want to be available to having this information come through for you. Okay. There's lots of reasons why things get blocked um, or shut down or, or, or just, you know, compressed. Sometimes you'll take your, if you think of it like an aperture on a, on a camera, right. That'll just close down to a little pinhole instead of opening all the way up. So it's only letting in just a little touch of light versus the whole picture. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And so, you know, these are the different things that, that can impact, right. And you may really want it on a conscious level, but really not want it on an unconscious level. Right. And so, uh, this is one of the reasons why, you know, we end up with blocks and things like that that we have to address, right? So when we're doing, so I just want to address the transmitter side for a minute, because let's assume your transmitter is open and operating well, okay? The answers that you get are directly related to the questions that you ask, which, you know, seems logical, except that it's also the quality of the answers that you get are directly related to the quality of the the questions you ask, right? Because if you ask a yes or no question, you get a yes or no answer. And there may be a freak ton more information that's available, but you didn't ask, right? So I highly recommend that if you're going to be using your transmitter, that you actually ask a question that has legs, right? So you ask a who or a what or a where or when or a why question. Now, who and when are going to be limited as well, right? Because they're going to be distinct answers. The why, the how, you know, the what, that's where you get more detail. And I would highly recommend that you ask questions in several different angles on your on your question. So for instance, where am I going to find my next house? Right? Okay, well, it'll be here, right? Okay, great. Is that going to be the best house for me? Or should I look somewhere different? Right? Oh, well, what defined best? Right? Okay, well, is this going to be the house that's going to have the most appreciation? Or is this going to be the house where I will be happiest? Or is this going to be the house where we will live the longest? Or, you know, there's lots of different ways to ask the question, right? And so I highly recommend asking all of them 
<laughs> because if something comes out horribly wrong, <laughs> you, you want to know. Right? Exactly. So, you know, so if you're if you're getting something that is, let's say, you know, you ask, is this house going to be a money pit? That's a relevant question to ask, right? But that's a yes or no. So you have to ask, you know, more detail there. You can. Um, So you can say, is this going to be a money pit? If it says no, then, you you know, that's probably pretty safe to leave it be. If it says yes, then you can go, okay, is it going to be a money pit that'll bankrupt me or just a money pit because I want to do a lot of renovations? Or why is it going to be a money pit? Right. That's where you go into the why. Right. And so, you know, there are ways to sort of wiggle in on the answers that you're looking for. Right. And of course, you know, you'll hear the answers and people are like, well, how do I know what the answers are? Right. And it's like, well, you learn by doing and following the advice you get and seeing what what happens. Right. So if you follow the advice and it turns out horribly wrong, well, then that wasn't the right the right voice, right? If you follow the advice and it works out over and over and over again, there you go. There's your intuition, right? So, you know, we, (laughs) Jeff and I rented a truck this past week, this past weekend, um, and we brought it to uh, pick up a a cabinet from a, uh, we dropped something off for a friend first. And he said, oh, drive it around to the back into the grass and, you know, drop it off. We do that all the time. And I'm sitting there going, you know, I need to buy the insurance on the truck for if we get stuck in the mud. And then I didn't. And I went, oh, I didn't buy the insurance. I should go back and see if I can fix that. I don't know if I can. Let me see if I can. I don't know. But we're going to get stuck in the mud. And so I didn't get around to it. And so instead, I brought a bunch of boards with us so that when we got stuck in the mud, I could get us out. (laughs) Except that they didn't work. Right. (laughs) So, So now Jeff didn't know any of this. You know, I just I told him, well, if we get stuck, you know, we'll have these boards. Right. And. In the meantime, he's driving into the property. He's driving the truck and he goes, okay, I should stop here. And then he doesn't because he's like, if I keep going, we're going to get stuck in the mud <laughs> and he doesn't. And then we get stuck in the mud and my boards don't work and I didn't have the insurance. And, you know, so we ignored our intuition yeah. and it cost us a hundred bucks to get this truck towed. Okay. <laughs> because we both ignored our intuition right so this is this is when you learn you're like yeah i know better and i still screwed it up so so if you're feeling bad because you didn't pay attention to your intuition know that you are not alone it happens to those of us who do pay attention to our intuition a lot and and you know we just go oh yeah i screwed that up look at that Hmm, okay (laughs) i got six thousand steps in that day though <laughs> I walked a long way looking for some. And the worst part was we were in an area where there are like five different construction companies around us, and any one of them could have pulled us out if they had been open, but none of them were open. None of them were open. <laughs> yeah, which is how I got my steps in was to find that out. But yeah, so yeah, it was. Uh, you know, this is this is the thing. You get the hit, and then you ignore it, and then you regret it, and that's how that goes, right? <laughs> you know. So yeah, this is this is always the entertaining part. So how do you open that aperture? Okay. Well, so you have to address the reason why it's closed. Okay. So if you've closed it because you're afraid that you're going to get killed for your gifts, like in a past life, then, you know, that one you're going to have to face, you know, be like, well, that could happen again. Right. Um, If it's because you're afraid of what you're going to hear, well, then you got to come to grips that you might hear something you don't want to hear. 
And you'll have to make a decision about what it is that you're going to do with that information before it ever comes in so that you don't have to worry about it in the moment, right? If you're uh, afraid of your own power, then you have to address the reasons why you're afraid of your own power, right? And that's a block that exists in the chakra as well is, you know, well, why are you afraid of your own power? Is it because you're, uh, you've got this massive well of rage from your childhood and that when you go off, you are terrifying and, and, you know, destructive, um, emotionally and possibly physically, uh, then, you know, you're not going to give yourself access to your power if you're a loving, caring person, right? Um, because you're not going to want to give yourself permission to do damage in that way. So then you'd have to address the anger if it's because you were not entirely ethical with the use of your power in your childhood, in your teen years, which most of us screw that up pretty bad. We, you know, we do things that we regret later then, and then we put ourselves in, in, you know, sin jail, right? <laughs> and we're like, I did bad with my power. I cannot be allowed to have it because I was a bad person 25 years ago, right? right. <laughs> it's like, have you done your penance? Maybe you need to let yourself off the hook, right? That sort of thing. So you have to address the underlining, underlying issue. So this comes back to in order to take full advantage of the the sixth chakra here, the intuition hit uh, and things like that. You've got to do the work there. There's underlying reasons why you don't have access to it. And you've got to get down to those reasons. Exactly. And so, and there's one other block that shows up in this chakra as well. Most commonly, it's not to say that, that these blocks don't exist in other chakras or, or let me say that that's not what I meant. <laughs> it's not to say that, that, there aren't other blocks that can show up in this chakra. It's just that these, uh, what I'm talking about are the ones that are the most common that I see with people on a spiritual path on a regular basis. Okay. So the, the last block that I see on a regular basis is creativity usurped by the mind. And what that means is that you have pulled your creative center out of your second chakra where it belongs and sucked it up into your head. So you think through everything. And so you're thinking to do your creation rather than being in your creative center, which is a being state, right? And so the this happens most often to people who are either they do their creation through business, um, or they are really heady people, you know, they're, they're intellectuals, right? Or they're control freaks. <laughs> and control freaks will have a hard time with, with creativity because they think it to death. And if it isn't perfect, it's not good enough. And so it gets pulled up into the headspace because it's not a being space thing for them. It's about analysis, right? And, and I was this person for many years, so I'm, I'm laughing, but know that I'm laughing with you, not at you, because this was me for a very long time. And anybody who knew me 10, 20 years ago is going to be like, oh, yes, <laughs> <laughs> like, I am the girl who had a plan and a backup plan and a backup plan for my backup plan. And oh, by the way, I have a plan for that if that fails too. So, yeah. Control freak does not begin to describe me. <laughs> Anal hyphen retentive. Yes. So, yeah. Um, but that will, that will happen. Right. So, um, when you have yanked the creation, creation center out of your 
beingness, you are, there's a lot of pieces that go into this particular one, actually, because it doesn't just impact your creativity, it impacts your ability to manifest. Because we, we root our manifestations in our, our root chakra, and then it travels up the chakras. If your creativity is not where it belongs in the second chakra, there's no energy to create with, right? And so it will negatively impact your ability to manifest. And so for people who are running businesses, this becomes a big problem because, you know, you're trying to, you're creating with your head, you're creating this business with your head, and then there's no energy to manifest money for it. Oh, crap. Well, and this sounds like it goes to what we'll probably talk about as we go through this more, which is how all these different chakras sort of interrelate with one another and how we how important it is to the the saying goes, uh, keep stay in your own lane, how important it is to sort of keep the functional aspects of each one maybe where they belong. Because if like you said, if you if you pull that creativity up into your head, then you're missing where the value of it really is in that second chakra, which we'll talk about eventually. But, <laughs> but okay, that, that makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, the, the sixth chakra is, is got the least amount of blocks of any of the chakras that I, I usually deal with um, for, for, you know, common blocks that I find for people, but they are kind of more crucial. Each one of them is more crucial to the, to the overall experience because, you know, if you've blocked or diverted your flow of energy, you know, yeah, it's crucial if you don't fix it because it'll make you make you sick in the seventh chakra, but it's not going to impact that much of other things. But if you don't have access to your full power, that that impacts everything. If if you are closed down to receiving in general and you won't open up your intuition, you're never going to get guidance from it, right? If you won't ask the question and allow the answer to come in, you're not going to get the answer you need. If you've pulled your creative center out of your second chakra and up into your head, then you're going to one, have control issues. You're going to two, you're going to have uh, a lack of ability to manifest effectively. You know, there's, there's just so much that is impacted by this particular chakra that even though there's fewer blocks, it's more impactful on a per block basis. What are some fun games we can do with our sixth chakra? Are there games we can do? It seems to me that with the intuition hit, this is like where we pull out the cards and have somebody be like, okay, what, what shape is on the card kind of thing? Tell I mean, me, tell me, you're so getting into this. Yes, <laughs> I love it. So, you know, there's a, I played this wonderful game with my friend Mary Sankus years ago. We got on the phone together and she had, I don't know whether she had cards or what she had in front of her, but she had some sort of visual in front of her where she had animals, right? And uh, she would look at the animal and send the animal to me and I would guess the animal. And so that's a fun game, right? Uh, They have psychic cards that you can buy that have stars and squiggle lines and squares and triangles and circles and stuff like that. And you could use those. um, And then you have a set, a distinct amount of things to choose from, right? Uh, I kind of like mine better, the one that we did, just because 
if you get it right, you know you got it right because right, there are a to lot guessing. of animals, <laughs> right? Yeah. As opposed to guessing out of six choices, you know. Um, you could do it with a pack of cards, you know. And again, that's out of fifty-two choices. If you get that right, you're probably doing pretty well. You could do tarot cards. You could do. Although I don't really recommend tarot cards. Um, it, it, so the you have to agree on the the way that you're sending the information because even a pack of cards if you focus on the number or the 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 color or the suit then you know you're going you're going to be getting different information right so you want to agree on how it's being sent that's why i like the image of the the animal and if in you know it, you know, but if you, again, like a zebra, if you focus on the stripes and I'm looking for an animal, then that's not going to help me. Yeah. You might end up with like a tiger or something like that because it's stripes. Exactly. So, you know, you want to agree on how you're sending the information and you as a receiver, you may, some people are better at sending and some people are better at receiving. So when we reversed it, Mary wasn't getting a lot of it. And that may be because she wasn't very good at receiving, or it could be because I wasn't very good at sending, right? Um, there's no way to know that unless you have multiple people to play with, right? And um, so the so that's one way to do it. And then another thing you can do is asking very specific questions of the universe, right? And so you ask the Akashic Records very specific questions. So tell me one thing that's going to happen tomorrow, Right. That's another way you could play with it. And is there value to doing this? Is this like one of those things where the you know, more you work the muscle, the stronger it gets kind of situation? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. This is absolutely a muscle building exercise. So the more you do it, the more you get out of the information. And caveat, <laughs> yes, the muscle will get stronger, but the amount that the aperture is open is based on what you're willing to receive. Right. So there's still, you still need to do the work in order for that to help. You might get stronger muscle, but with the, the aperture closed more, which doesn't necessarily help you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, it's like pumping water through a small hole as opposed to pumping water through a bigger hole. If you, if you have a lot of muscles, you can pump a lot of water through that little tiny hole. But, but if you, it's still only a little hole. If you, if you open the aperture, then, you know, with much less effort, you can get much more flow. Well, I think we've learned a lot today about the third eye, the sixth chakra. Um, and uh, is there anything you want to sort of wrap up with that on? Do your work. Do your work. Do your work. That's the, that's the underlying message, Kelly. Yeah. Do your work. It always is. <laughs> so, but... So, let, yeah. let's talk... Um, something that may be related to this and definitely to doing your work, which is your energy scans. Uh, we haven't talked about them in a little bit. It might be a good time to come back to them here. Yeah. So um, the energy scans are being done by Kathy and Steven now. And um, these are, so if you're sitting out in listener land going, oh, I wonder if I have these blocks. I don't know if I have these blocks. How do I know if I have these blocks? Ah, then, then you're going to want an energy scan. Okay. And the energy scans are available on my website. Joey will put it in the, in the show notes. But if you just click on, uh, if you go into the services section and click on energy scans, they'll be in there on my website at kellysparta.com. And the energy scan is basically a diagnostic. 
And that's what it does is it says, here's my energy diagnostic. It's where am I blocked? What's working? How do I get through it? And, you know, they, they will give you very quick answers to anything that is a quick answer. So you'll, you'll get the diagnostic and a quick answer to anything that can be a quick answer. And then for the things that aren't quick answers, they'll talk to you at the end of the call about exactly the, the approach to take as well as what order in which to do the work. Because sometimes you have blocks where, you know, getting, getting one block to clear is a function of getting another block to clear first. And so you can work on this one block until the cows come home. If you don't clear the other one first, it isn't going to move, right? So to, to save you the time, we, we give you an order of operations for the fastest path to, to clearing it. Now, keep in mind that when you clear your blocks, you're not done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because people are like, oh, I'm going to clear them all and then I'll be done. There is no done, Okay. There is no done. What happens when you clear a level is that you open up the next level of work and you'll have new blocks show up. And that is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It means that you've gotten to a deeper level and you're clearing at a deeper level and you're doing work at a deeper level. So don't get frustrated. Okay. We, we have this very goal oriented perspective in the Western society and spirituality is not goal oriented. And we've talked about this on other podcasts, but the sooner you can let go of the goal, the happier you will be in this work. So it is simply about being with what is in front of you right now and dealing with that. Right. So yeah, just be prepared for that. <laughs> All right, perfect. All right, this has been fun as always. Any Kellyism you want to take us out with, or was do the work really do what it work. was? Do the work. I think I think <laughs> that's is. the right one. It is. It's do the work, and and remember because this is it's always relevant. Remember that the very first part of the work is is being kind to yourself. Okay. All right. Perfect. Well, that is all that we have for this week, but be sure to join us next time as Kelly adds another chapter into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Joey C. here with Kelly Sparta, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, everyone. Bye. Spirit Trippa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under a Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to www.creativecommons.org. Any requests for deviations to this licensing should be sent to kelly at kellysparta.com. To sign up for or get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to www.kellysparta.com. This episode of Spirit Sherpa has been produced by Honu Voice Productions, with post-production by Christopher Wright. Into my home and my love and my life and me. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing? But you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since 
you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space and you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half, guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.